Have you ever wanted to do your best impression of CT carrying Johnny Bananas around like a backpack on Cutthroat? Well, now you can with the M-Pack, the fully functional backpack that doubles as a weight training pack. And our girl Emily Schramm is nice enough to hook up Challenge Mania listeners with 15% off your entire order. Just go to www.thempack.com slash mania and enter the code mania at checkout. Now, I know what you might be thinking. Scott, who do you think I am? Leonardo Decathlon? I'm not ready to carry an M-Pack full of weights yet. I sit around listening to you and D all day and watching Vendetta's trailers. Well, M-Pack also has really cool-looking gear as well. They've got soft, comfy sweatpants, a really dope hat, t-shirts, and some other gear that looks good on everyone and makes awesome gifts for the active person or challenge fan in your life. So if you want to show some love to one of the nicest challenge competitors around, Emily Schramm, and support the Challenge Mania podcast, all while scoring some sick new threads, workout gear, or backpacks in the process, go to www.thempack.com slash mania. And remember to use the code mania to get 15% off your whole order. Not 10%, we're talking 15% off. Anybody who cops some gear sends D and I a pick of you sporting it, we'll be sure to retweet you, shout you out on the show, and show you some love. What's up, everybody? This is Scott Yeager here with another edition of Challenge Mania. But you didn't come for me. You came for D. So on the line, my man who's running the social media, running the podcast for me while I'm off enjoying my wedding, off enjoying my honeymoon, Mr. Derek the Mountaineer Kaczynski. What's up, brother? Ooh, you came in with a different plug this time. I'm not D. I'm not Decathlon. I am the Mountaineer from West Virginia. I like it. Um, I'm actually. I prefer. To, I refer. I prefer to refer to myself as a West Virginia Bear, since I'm from Chicago, and we, me and Little D root for the Chicago Bears. But um, <laughs> totally off topic. Um, yeah, here we go. We got Susie and Sarah. Uh, on deck, and I have a lot of controversial questions, and uh, I hope it doesn't get me in trouble with anybody, but, um, you know, we don't see Susie and Sarah on the challenges anymore, so I wonder why, and obviously the talk of the town still is, you know, Sarah losing that money. I've never heard the story of when she actually felt, you know, when she actually felt this was going to happen, how it felt afterwards. Does she think Johnny Bananas should be, you know, hung from his underwear in Times Square for it, you know, uh, for lack of angrier terms? But we're going to find out. And I wonder what Susie's been doing after winning all those championships. Oh, you want to hear a cool story about Susie? You're going to have to hear how she got into the, how she got on road rules and who, her love inquiry was to get her on the show. Get ready for it. Yeah, and if you're you know one of those people who's Team Sarah and wants to carry around Johnny Bananas like a backpack, just like CT did, you heard it at the top of the show. If you go to the mpack.com slash mania, you can get an MPAC, and that'll help you with your training. And look, draw Johnny Bananas on there if it motivates you. You get 15% off, uh, and they sell great merch as well. Um, 
Challenge Throwdown for the Cause, as we always mention, is 224 in Philly. That's where you can hang out with Dee. That's where you can hang out with Jenna. That's where you can hang out with Brad and Brittany. And you got to rock that Derek jersey when you get there. He'll be signing every single one of them, handing out Challenge Mania stickers. That's the house cleaning portion of this intro. Because the second part I want to get to is, you guys have been asking for this Brain Candy Invasion podcast since episode one of Challenge Mania. Literally, D and I out the gate, we clicked like load onto iTunes and we got tweets from you guys. Have the Brain Candy Girls, have the Brain Candy Girls. So we know you guys love them. They're two very outspoken former challenge personalities, which is great, which is what we love about them, which is why we wanted to have them on the show as much as you wanted us to have them. Before you guys start tweeting us about, we already know this, she already said that, they said this on episode that, we know that there are hours and hours of brain candy podcasts out there that are about the challenge, or about politics, or about psychology, about everything under the sun. And we know a lot of you guys are brain candy enthusiasts who have heard all those podcasts, but for all the challenge maniacs out there who don't listen to brain candy, first of all, follow at brain candy pod, second of all, subscribe to brain candy on iTunes. Third of all, go to www.braincandypodcast.com. But for you who don't know all the stories that they may have told over and over again, we might touch on those questions again. So the whole famous Sarah and Johnny thing, we're sure some of you have heard her take on their show for sure. Fine. You know, Susie's origin story, some of you might have heard that. A lot of these questions might be things they've touched on because they have a lot of content. But for our fans, we want to bring Brain Candy and Challenge Mania together for a podcast tag team match unlike no other and that's what we're bringing at you guys today a showdown so we hope you we, we answer all the questions you guys have thrown at us you gave us great questions on twitter at Derek mtv at shot of jaeger this is going to be an awesome show but before you tell us that we touched on all this stuff that Susie already spoke about this on this sarah already tweeted about this we know we know that some of this stuff has been touched on before but hey it has not been touched on with a shot of jaeger and dko out of nowhere on the line so this is going to be something special, right, D? I want to hear the stories, okay? And you definitely haven't heard them like I've heard them, and I'm going to ask the questions. Um, yo, Scott, dude, the, I'm going in with my guard up, dude, but I'm going to throw some swings. You, you better be ready to back me up, dude, honestly. You, be, you better not be scared, dude. I'm a little scared, but you better not be scared because I'm tagging you right in. Look, man, you know I'm team DKO all the way. This is Challenge Mania in one corner, and this is Sarah and Susie Meister in the other corner, which, by the way, you ever think about the fact that I'm Scott Yeager and she's Susie Meister, so together we're Yeager Meister. Maybe we should have our own pot. Nah, nah, nah. Come on. Okay, 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 okay. But we might have to do a battle of the sexes after the podcast to follow up. We'll do Yeager Meister versus Kaczynski Rice. Boom. Yeah, that sounds like a nice <laughs> little sushi roll right there. <laughs> Let's go! All right, guys, thanks for following us on Twitter, at Shot of Jaeger, at Derek MTV. Sorry I've been off comm for a little bit. You guys know I'm enjoying my honeymoon with my beautiful now wife, Lindsay. Um, so when, when I am back, starting with the 20th of February, we are back with our regular schedule. But thank you guys for all the support. Next up is going to be Ask the Anything. And uh, here we go. You guys have wanted it since day one, the brain candy invasion of Challenge Mania. Let's do it.
All right, everybody, you asked and we answered. Since episode one of Challenge Mania, you guys have been saying, you got to get the Brain Candy Girls on. And guess what? It's about, I don't know, I think it's 19 episodes in, but we finally managed to do it on the line right now. Susie Meister, Sarah Rice, obviously DKO as well. It's the Brain Candy Girls. What's up, guys? Yay. I want to say Brain Candy Women. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> She's getting all sassy. Strong. <laughs> Coming in dude, hot. Hi, guys. Scott, seriously, dude, you're already pissing them off. <laughs> I'm totally fucking with you. I love it. It doesn't take much, though. We do get sassy. We sure do. That's like half our half our 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 thing. Yeah. One one time I wanted to do. Uh, <laughs> one time uh, back in the day when I was doing the podcast, I wanted to do. Uh, well, I did do a couple podcasts of uh, with jo- Johnny Bananas would come on actually. As a co-host, like every other podcast, he'd just come on, we'd fuck around. Um, but then he took sole rights of the podcast and left you with nothing, right? No, actually, that's a whole other subject. But we would do a what's eating, bana- what's eating bananas. Oh, yeah. And after, after that, um, it was just funny. It was just like, why is Johnny Bananas pissed today? Because I don't know if you guys remember on The Ruins – um, yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. So I don't know who wants to tell the story, but I'll just kind of go briefly on it. <laughs> Johnny would be so mad all the time about every little thing. We all teamed up and uh, and wrote down <laughs> what Johnny is mad about that day. And yeah. Water's was, was too a, wet. <laughs> the sun the is too bright. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So too cold. And uh, well, we just think of ourselves as ambassadors of truth, right? So oh, good. You know, we're not mad about anything. We just tell it like it is. So sometimes that can. And sometimes the truth hurts. Yes. Sometimes the truth hurts. Yeah, and it it hurts. So you guys, you know, it's it's funny. I I love your guys' podcast. I'm not just saying that. And the reason I love it, to be honest with you, as just like a podcast nerd, you guys just have like great vocal chemistry and timing precision. It's like it's like without cueing each other, for some reason you're filling little pockets of silence with each other. And it reminds me of that like Anna Gasteyer sketch from SNL that's like sort of a nod to NPR. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. but yeah. Delicious dish, you're on the air. Yeah, and it's just there's something very soothing about it. So I got to say, like, I love your show. It's a little bit of high pressure for us having you two pros on because you guys do such a great job with the show. Every show has their format. Our format is I I try to, whenever possible, weave in Twitter questions organically so we can get to as many of them as possible but also keep the conversation flowing. So perfectly teed up. Someone did ask this question, which I would have asked first anyway. So Brooke wants to know, how did your podcast come to fruition? I'm sure everyone who are longtime Brain Candy fans have heard the story to death. But for Challenge Maniacs out there, how did it start? Well, I, I had my own podcast uh, just to save myself from motherhood. I needed like a creative outlet. And then when I moved out to L.A., it just seemed like it would be a lot more fun if Sarah and I could get paid to do what we were doing anyway, which was giggle and talk about nerdy stuff. And so I harassed her into sitting with me every week and having a chat, and it's worked out so great. Well, and I did one episode of her podcast, The Meisterpiece, and it was so much fun. <laughs> and we laughed. the whole, I laughed so hard. It hurt. I think that's some of our best materials. It's like free therapy. Don't you guys agree it was, that oh, podcasting so can great. be like, you know, a way for you to 
just sort of have therapy, but without the money. Now, explain yeah. how you guys came to decide. Because, like, look, I mean, like you said, maybe I bring in Sarah. We make some money. Like, clear, clearly, you guys know that. I mean. First and foremost, you guys are brilliant women with a lot to say about everything in life. But you know as well as anybody does. I mean, we're on this podcast. It's called Challenge Mania for a reason. There's a lot of challenge maniacs out there. And you know these people <laughs> want challenge content. And for some of them, you know, when you try to give them anything, uh, they just like they turn their brain off. So you guys have decided to keep <laughs> the challenge content not you know, completely separate. You guys do, you know, throw some mm-hmm. episodes in there or if it comes up organically, you'll touch on it. But you guys have done a really smart thing where you've kind of offloaded onto this patreon.com slash brain candy. And that's where you give them the challenge fix. And it does invade brain candy as well. But you've managed to sort of, you know, create this other lane for yourselves where you're talking about politics and social issues and everything as well. So I would love to know how that came about. And did you guys wrestle with that at any point thinking like how much challenge do we have to sort of, you know, bring into this to you know not completely abandon what kind of got us here and gave us this platform but also kind of not have to sell your soul to the devil for lack of a better term (laughs) we kind of discovered just through trial and error that we had two audiences we had people that really like to talk about books and documentaries and science and then we had a lot of people that really just want challenge stuff and there is some overlap there but it just made more sense for us to create two different content streams and so we did brain candy and then we have the patreon uh, place where the challenge content lives so it just made sense for us but it wouldn't make sense for everybody yeah hold on on on. On that note before we lose all of our challenge people we're gonna have (laughs) to switch subjects that's (laughs) totally fine we're always up for that no yeah totally i'm half-heartedly joking but (laughs) you guys i mean it's 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 just interesting to see the uh, that uh, the worlds collide right now. I mean, we're just literally um, talking about the podcast with um, people that with with two former um, challenge champions, and we're not talking about the challenge. Um, well, just no, look, Derek, I, just to speak to that, this is what's actually really cool about the challenge is that you know the people that you meet on the show can become your best friends or your spouse yep. or boyfriend or whatever, and that's what happened with us is we met on the show. And then we actually really liked each other, so that's pretty magical. Okay, uh, yes, it's a beautiful thing. And um, <clears throat> let's go. Let's get into um, like where we met on the challenge. Um, I've done three challenges with uh, Susie, which at first I thought I only did one, and then I've done. Two- <laughs> <laughs> so I go back and like I- I'll come up with notes maybe like thirty minutes before I get into this, just to kind of like get my brain going. And I was like, wait a minute, that's three challenges with Susie <laughs> and two with Sarah. Uh, mm-hmm. One challenge, one challenge that I've won with Susie. Um, we've won together and uh, we beat Sarah uh, yep. in, in that final. So um, I kind of want to get in. I kind of wanted to ask you, uh, I had done, I'd never really gotten into this question with people because I wasn't there. Um, so I guess I have a few questions for, uh, for you guys because I wasn't there. Um, but Susie, the, 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 actually the sixth challenge that I had done, it was my sixth in a row. Uh, I got, it was in South Africa on Inferno three. Uh, I wasn't originally a cast member, but I got flown in because of a certain fight that happened. Um, do you remember, uh, the time where CT punched Davis in the face and Derek flew in, uh, for the rescue where I had won my first challenge championship as opposed to, uh, Susie's, uh, undefeated 
record, which we can get into in a little bit. Uh, do you recall that day? Yes, and it's funny that you bring it up because this weekend I interviewed Davis, who was the victim of CT in that fight, and asked him about that night because I said, what really happened? Because the story that I knew was that CT walked up to Davis after like a long night of partying on the first night, I think, and said, are you the gay guy? And Davis said, yes. And then CT said, can you take a punch? And Davis thought he meant like, you know, just sort of a silly punch to the gut or something. And Davis said, yes. And then he punched him right in the eye. And that was the end of the fight. There was nothing more than that. But then he left. And then, thank goodness, Derek came in. Dun, da, da, dun. Can we play some Superman music coming in in this one, Scott? <laughs> so, I, so I had one. I had one. My, I mean, it's all jokes aside. Like, uh, you know, it, that's that's a crazy story. You know what I mean? It's just so like absolutely random. Um, obviously, CT's come a long way since that day. Yeah, man. I mean, to me, it sounds like there might be a little bit more to this story with CT. But oh, yeah. who who am I to say? Spilling tea, people. Yeah, I don't want to get too crazy with this. I mean, like I said. I do. I, you, well, <laughs> I mean, let's move into another dirty move, why don't we? Because, uh, like, I've never had this conversation, and uh, this is, like, the topic. And I've been questioned, Derek, what would you do if this happened to you and Sarah? Um, you know, uh, I, I still think karma karma's a bitch, no matter how you look at it. Um, so, Sarah, I, I hate to come back to this this um this day but um you know i, I it's you definitely got screwed for a, a lot of money and I, I would wish that upon nobody because we all know how far a hundred thousand dollars can probably go um but um you had the try three hundred and seventy five thousand mm-hmm. is it was it i mean wait that's not what it wasn't three well, i mean that's guys, how much he took yeah but, so it would so have it been was like two two forty five two forty five or something like that or i don't know what it comes one, to but Maybe like no one like one fifty one fifty each right like something like that no one one thirty five each. I think this was, was a trivia th- question was, on the. Li- wasn't okay, it so maybe not brain total? candy per se. <laughs> yeah. No, so I think candy. this was actually a, I think this was actually a trivia question on. Oh, I bet. Uh, well, what was the total? What did he say. get? Two seventy five. Yeah, so you said like, he got oh, three seventy five, right? Oh, I thought it was three seventy five. So if he got three seventy five divided by two, that means he took one hundred and eighty seven thousand and uh, yeah, and five hundred. Is that really what he got? Three seventy five. I that's even worse than I 275. thought. Two seventy five. No, it was two. Is it two? I don't yeah. even know. Sarah's blocked yeah. it out. I clearly it was one thirty seven. If he got two seventy five, then okay. you would have had one hundred thirty seven thousand. That's what I said. 137.5. That sounds about right. And the only reason I know it's 137.5 because it was a ridiculous math question during a trivia challenge on the Dirty 30. I was like, how do you – look how long it just took us. They gave us like 15 mm-hmm. seconds to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a lot oh, of dough. Funny. That's all I know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, but like in in the – in in theory, you know, it, it it's, it's, it's a game and it's a dirty game and, and – People backstab each other left and right all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you managed to uh, have the upper hand on on the challenge before, right? And mm-hmm. eliminating him and walking away with the big win. Do well, you no, feel? Wait, let's get this. Uh-huh. Right. I eliminated him. I sent him into an elimination. Correct. He eliminated himself. Preach. Well, well, well. In, in the spirit, I, in the... all I did was cast a vote. 
that I had the right to cast and a choice out of, and in no way did I screw anybody over or backstab anybody since there were no deals on the table. (laughs) In in the spirit of the game, um, I I must have played devil's advocate on this, you, you you sent him into in, into elimination where he got eliminated. Yes. Therefore, you played a major hand yes. in him losing the game. Correct. So you know how strongly do people hold those vendettas? You know is is questionable. Well, I think it's, they hold them really strong if they mm-hmm. um, if they themselves can't take a little like look in the mirror at what they contributed to the situation because he. If you can't say, oh, man, I lost, oh, man, I put myself in that situation that got that, he has to take equal, you can't put everything on somebody else. The same way I can't put everything on Johnny for his decision in the end. I have to put a little bit on that of that on me, that I was really trusting of him, that I believed everything he said, that I gave him the upper hand a lot in the final, that I, um, you know... <clears throat> those kind of things. So I'm aware of my role in the outcome. And I don't think that Johnny is as aware or as quick to take responsibility for his role in my decision to send him in, in X's too. Uh, yeah. So I'm thinking that, that maybe <laughs> at some, I'm thinking at some that? point, yeah, I don't, I didn't know. I didn't know where, where I was, I, I, but I'm trying to think like, you know, I, I'm agreeing with you. Like the the, it wasn't warranted. You guys worked together to get to the final um, on that on that challenge, and you guys worked together uh, on the in the final challenge to to win the game, and you guys both deserved it. Uh, so yeah, I'm not taking anything away uh, from what you did. And I definitely think it was a uh, you know after I heard his, I'll be honest, after I heard his um, decision, thinking that like. You know, he threw the whole, like, you know, I've done this for 15 years or 15 mm-hmm. seasons. Like, I don't know how many more of these I can do um, or I'll be able to do. But since then, he's done, like, every single yeah. one after that. And he's making, right. you know, money hand over fist. So, like, it, it's, yeah. it, you know, I mean, it wasn't, you know, it, my thought process at the time was, well, he's kind of got a point. Yeah, he's he retiring. Go ahead. All right. Take the money and run. Like, but yeah, he didn't run it, though. That's the problem. The yeah. Swallowed it in. Like, <laughs> I keep waiting for him face. to run. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't buy that. I I think to be honest with you, I don't know, uh, Sarah, and I think a couple of people actually asked this question: How much you blame the producers for kind of constructing this thing? Because the way yes. it was constructed, like we've asked a lot of people. We asked TJ. We asked Jordan. Would they do it? They all said no. They couldn't do it. And I think that's because right. they kind of take their integrity and, and hold yeah. that in, in high esteem. Whereas Johnny's made his almost lack of integrity part of his gimmick. So when he was involved in the twist, it was almost like they had crafted a twist made for someone yes. like Johnny to right. want to hang his hat on for the rest of his career. That's yes. exactly. And uh, that is why I, when I cried at the end, I mean, I, and it's so funny when you say like, oh, do you blame production? I don't blame anyone yeah this was the inevitable outcome that was absolutely gonna happen what i was crying about was i said oh my god i'm such a fool i'm the fool because i didn't see it because ever i didn't see the bigger picture i was too emotionally and excuse me i was too emotionally invested i was too exhausted after a two and a half day challenge like final i was too 
emotionally exhausted from being on the challenge for, you know, how 60 plus days. So it was all those kind of things that I felt ridiculous that I didn't see what, uh, you know, the bigger picture. It made for great TV and it got me a whole bunch of uh, people following my uh, podcast and I, you know, what else? Well, I, well, I definitely, you know, just coming from, uh, for the people at home that, that, uh, that haven't obviously experienced the final, uh, losing a final, uh, I just, I just lost one. I just, uh, got second place in the dirty 30 and I can't, and I, I, I didn't know the decision for, I don't know, maybe almost six months. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know fact I didn't know factually, you know, for six months, like, you know, I found out on TV when everyone else found out, whereas usually you kind of find out right away. Um, so, but for me, you know, the, the months afterwards, uh, in hopes, no, knowing, thinking that I really did lose the foot race, um, what I could have done differently. And yeah. Sarah too, it's what it sounded like. What could I have done differently? Regre- what if I regret if, is a really powerful what? feeling, especially when you know that everyone's going to see it as well and, and have their opinion on what you should have done differently. Well, well for me, it was like, I was there. Sarah was there. She knows at what point, at, at what moment, yeah that time where she maybe she shouldn't have slept from yeah. from a t- from sit, watching from my couch that's what it look at maybe i shouldn't have slept at that moment or something like that maybe you that was what? the time can i just say something that i found interesting as a viewer that i didn't know and cuz i kept saying to sarah why did you go to sleep why did you let him stand on that log first so that he could track all those hours while you rested and she said that they rolled a die to determine who got to start out on the log? That to me is such an important part of how that all happened. Because he could just I stay didn't on just, there as I long didn't as he just wanted. Say, Here you go. He got the first choice. He got to say, "No, I get to log the so most that log." Was important. Pun intended. I get to log the most amount of hours up here first, and so he stayed. He just ran the clock. He could stay there all night. I was. I had no control. That was the one move that was the power move right there is that sleeping but it came down to chance and, and it was a two-point thing yeah and and for a lot and of people at home, dice, so yeah and, and for a lot of people at home i mean a, a lot of this game does come down to luck i mean what are yeah. the chances that the end of the game is going to be uh is going to be uh, i get to choose whether i keep all the money or, or split it in half. I mean, the, the same thing happened with me. I can totally relate, Sarah. I'm sitting, I'm just on the opposite side. I'm sitting here in second place thinking, God, I hope they do. There's some super twist, man. I hope there's some super twist in your, in your, um, in your story though. I mean, you were praying that there, you know, maybe, maybe the super twist or there wasn't a super twist for me. I'm hoping that there's some sort of larger kick in the nuts uh, you know, that's bigger than what Johnny pulled and they're going to let everyone else do it maybe. And I'm hoping for that. And that sucks as a person, like mm. to think about that, like I'm, I'm going to take this money from, from a joy. I'm not going to take, but maybe some other people will, you know, so I can get that. You know what I mean? So there's so many, like, you know, there's so many elements to, to these games and, and a lot of it comes down to chance. But like as many times as I've as I've beaten myself up about it, I mean I've I've almost put my head through a wall thirty six fucking times <laughs> after that show, thinking I should have I should have made maybe if me and Camilla were partners and not me and Kara, then maybe maybe there was a chance. I, who knows? Maybe 
maybe the the way she, maybe the way Camilla attacks the game is different than the way Kara attacks the game. Maybe 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 um you know maybe Camilla is her maybe her drive is so crazy that she pushes me beyond my breaking point. And we and you know and we go, but it, I, I I put all these but but then again, Kara's my partner and she's a beast. How could you lose with Kara? You know what yeah. I mean? But but everyone has strengths and weaknesses, and and you know for the people that are listening, like it's just like any other athlete, um, any other athlete, any other competitor that loses at the end of the game, just like just like the Vikings game. If you guys watched it, the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but they were like know, losing from the beginning. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on, wait. Whose side are you on? Vikings, Vikings, and Saints. <laughs> Are playing to go to the to the championship, and this rookie has a chance to make the game-saving tackle. All he has to do is do everything oh, he's done his whole life, and keep yeah. his head up and make the tackle. Not even make the tackle. Grab the guy, stop him. You're right in front of him. Instead, he puts his head down, loses sight of the ball. When have you ever lost sight of the ball since you were a child? You haven't lost sight of the ball. You're a professional athlete. Do you know how many times he is going to be running through that? That I mean, yeah. he's, he's going through counseling right now. I guarantee you, because you can't. I mean, it. You. you I don't even want to the say. The thing that made it a little bit easier for me. The thing that made it a little easier for me to, you know, with the whole thinking about it over and over thing is that it wasn't my. It wasn't my choice. You know, it wasn't like I you know, fumbled the ball at the last second, or it wasn't like I didn't do, it wasn't like there, I did all things right. Well, and if I may, the only thing that I could have done wrong was fuck somebody over, or the only thing that I could have done to help myself more was screw somebody else over. So I was working as a team. I was going in like playing as a team and I got, you know, so I don't really worry. I can't worry that much because I can't do anything to change the decision of Johnny yeah. Bananas. I mean, for goodness sakes, how much can you? How much sleep can you lose over him? I was just going to add also that I think it makes such a big difference when Sarah has such a full life outside of the show, and she's in school, and she has you know work with the podcast, and she has a lovely husband, and so that for other people I've seen, they go home and that's all they do is. They think about the show and when am I going to get the next call and what I should have done differently. And that can be very consuming. And I don't think it's as big of a part of Sarah's identity as it is for other people. Speak, speaking of the shows, um, I'm, my my question is, do you guys choose not to go back? Do you guys not want to go back? And, of course, Susie, I need, I need you to tell them the Timmy story uh, of how you got on a road rules. I don't know if I'm the only one that, that knows that story. Um, had you, right. Have you talked? Have you talked about this story in previous podcasts, or is this like a boom, boom, boom exclusive? <laughs> Maybe this is exclusive. <laughs> I mean, it's not that exciting. I was just, you what know, what do you mean? It's great. It's one of my favorite stories too, Derek. I I love it. I think it's a fantastic story. Well, I how, mean, how Susie got on the show. Yes. Wait a minute. I feel like maybe you think the story is different than it is, but I was just a super fan and I met Tim Beggy at like an event that people go to now to see you guys. And I wrote him his first fan letter and he was from Pittsburgh as well. <laughs> and that was back before the internet people. So we were writing like long form, you know, with pens and inkwells. 
And um, <laughs> yeah, like a, I had a quill. It was a whole thing. And uh, anyway, I just thought maybe if I get on the show, then I could meet this guy that I'm in love with. And so I sent him the tape when I turned 18 and tried to get on. It never even occurred to me that I wouldn't get on. I was just like, yeah, I'm going to go on the show and meet Tim Beggy. And then I did, and that poor fella, he put up with me for a couple of years, and he's a delight, and that's the story. Oh, there's a little bit more to that. Wait, what is it? What? No, I mean, I, I mean, you you made it so you made it so short. I mean, <laughs> uh, hold on. So you wrote into so didn't you write into the show like multiple times? Did you like did didn't you like you you like kind of like campaign to get on the show because. You had this. You really, really liked uh, Timmy Beggy, right? I Timmy Beggy. I so had for- an eight by ten headshot of him, <laughs> a signed, autographed headshot of him, framed in my bedroom, and I was just like determined to meet this guy and have him fall in love with me. So, and then you got on the show. You got on Road Rules, yeah. but then you didn't get on the. You obviously weren't on road rules with him. You were on so so for people at home. So the road rules that Timmy was on, I believe, was the second road rules ever. Yeah. And um and then you were on like season seven or something like that. Right. I was on right? six. And well, when I sent him the letter, I put my phone number in it, and he called me and left a message oh on my, my answering machine. And I had invited him to come over and watch road rules with me in my parents' basement. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this story does get better. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. so then oh, I so knew good. that all I was was a super fan, and I had to overcome that barrier. And the only way to overcome that is if I was his equal, and the only way to do it that was to go on road rolls. <laughs> so, <laughs> so hold on. So hold on. You guys say dated before you got you got on road no 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 he just called me as like a fan to be sweet and then that was it okay and then then you got on the show somehow right and i was like hey baby i'm on the show and he's like girl let's go out (laughs) okay 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 so then say so you guys so did you do a challenge with them did you guys date after that or Derek? i think you were there man weren't you on the gauntlet too Fuck, I didn't know that's that's when it all like that was your first challenge with Timmy. Yeah, but we had already broken up. Isn't that weird? Weird. <laughs> so it took so it took that long for them to get you because I did yes. Road Rules 13, you know, and you're Road Rules 6, and it took them that long to get two people that are hypothetically dating off the show to get you guys on the same show together. Like, why, why wouldn't you do like an Inferno or? gauntlet or anything like that and it didn't work out yeah i had done another challenge but he wasn't on it before that but yeah they were not as good back then about being aware of people's dating lives and stuff now i feel like they're very aware because that's a Mm -hmm. whole you know the twitter wars and all that stuff is such an important part of the show but back then they really couldn't keep up because there was not social media this this whole story, first of all, is like the best ad for Challenge Throwdown for the Cause ever because apparently if you go to Philadelphia on February 24th and meet one of your favorite Disney characters, as Derek likes to call them, there's a chance that if you write them a fan letter, you can be on a season of the show and then date them. Hell yeah. 
Yeah. Like, that's incredible. I mean, that honestly, dreams I'm, do uh, come true, folks. Yeah, I mean, that's ama- <laughs> that is almost amazing and horrifying at the same time. <laughs> so you guys could totally nightmares be, come true too. <laughs> you guys could totally be on like X's three or four or whatever they're on, and and here's the other notion of me getting you guys on on a challenge. It's alliances. My 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 thing is we need to do an alliances challenge, and Susie and Sarah brain candy mm-hmm. on the back of your shirt. It'll just be brain candy on the back. Of your shirt. <laughs> yeah, Everyone brain gets on to- Susie's and candy on mine. Obviously, <laughs> when we stand next to each other. Why haven't we done this with jerseys, Suze? Write that down. Okay. So oh, that should be your next product at braincandypodcast.com. Oh I've seen the shop shirts. over there. <laughs> Oh my god, it's such a good idea. Okay, I love it. I love this. Okay, continue. Oh god, where, where was I? No, you were no, talking no, about the alliance marketing. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so the alliance is 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 my my idea to get you guys on the show along with me and Darrell on the same team, and mm-hmm. um, and and so yeah, why haven't you guys done done challenges? And I can't believe that the Gauntlet Two was. Your first challenge on with Timmy after the fact, um, you know, my, my Gauntlet 2 thing was like a, a freaking roller coaster. But, um, yeah, why haven't you guys done challenges? Like, wh- what's up? Are you guys, what's the deal? Yeah, what's the deal, Sarah? Well, I mean, I got school, man. And now I got clients. I got, you know, somebody's got to make Sarah, sure. You know. I think Sarah's not done, though. That's my theory. I think that's going to have to be bam, done. Bam, bam, bam. what do you you mean what do you mean you have to be done i I don't understand and i don't understand why they're not chomping at the bit they call her every time they ask me to do every one but i it just the timing doesn't line up because you know grad school and all can't really be like hey i'm just gonna take a a couple months off to go do this just put all these classes on hold and don't worry about my clients and they can they'll be fine are you are you you're telling me you're not chopping at the bit to get your revenge against Johnny? Oh no, I don't know. Damn, she's for, way for over. what? For like, you know, so so that because I feel like it's just gonna it's like a tit for tat thing. That like what is that? So that, you know, you can I, I don't I don't wanna stoop to anybody's level. I kinda, you know, in my in my mind I went out on top. I mean I may not have gone not the richest person, but I freaking won that. Yeah. And not only did I win, I I murdered a lot of those uh, every single challenge. Like I, that was my best challenge. I crushed it. I, we won like five out of nine of all of the challenges. I won the final. I mean, the only thing I didn't leave with was a bunch of money. But I, you know, go to braincandypodcast.com and check. Out <laughs> you know what? You know what? That's so crazy to me. That's that's crazy to me. I've never even thought about it that way, Sarah. And, I'm, and my apologies for doing this. And I'm sure that there's thousands of other people out there that that um, don't look at it the same way. But you fucking won that challenge, mm-hmm. dude. Thank you. Thank you. you. People forget that. They're like, oh, yeah, she lost. I'm like, no, dude, I still won. I still crossed first. She got the Back glory. Like the Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... It's now, what crazy. about there's a lot of gas in this tank? It, Carla asks, would you guys do what Derek calls the foo foo challenge, aka champs versus stars, which is like three weeks? Yeah, I wanted to do that one. It just there was something, something didn't work out. I know out what for, didn't work out. They what? got weird. So, I mean, I don't know if oh. you guys want to talk about this or not, but they are 
kind of strange about the contracts and stuff. And I feel like when Sarah basically says, yeah, sure, you know, just pay me as much as the, the boys, uh, meaning Johnny and Wes, et cetera, then they kind of don't want to do that. At That's the, just our theory. The, I, yeah. Yeah. Well, well I, I, I know, I feel like, um, you know, when they're casting, like at this point they have, so many different, obviously they have so many different oh, yeah. cast members now. I mean, we're talking about Big Brothers and exes on the beach from the UK. I mean, it's like another planet. They're pulling people from another planet. I know it's just another country, but like, you know, to get on another, to, to be at, like, you're getting asked back multiple times. You know, I'm, I'm, I wonder, you know, I, I don't know if I'm, you know, I mean, I don't know if I'm, you know, what they what they're looking for at sometimes, you know, they're going, you know, they're going with different themes too. You know what I mean? Whether it's like, you, you know, exes or rivals or, um, or, or, you know, whatever free agents or whatever, whatever it may be. Um, like it's, the pool is getting larger and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you just, you just wonder what they're looking for as far as casting goes. And obviously they want to, you know, they want to bring, you know, the drama. So, um, you know, I always looked at Sarah as the good witch, you know what I mean? And, um, but, <laughs> but you know, I'd see you there challenge after challenge after challenge, you know what I mean? And here you are historically me not thinking you're a big, you know, you're big in the drama, but here you are like still one of the biggest storylines in challenge history. You know what I mean? Um, same thing for me. Like I was, I feel like I was pretty quiet on this, you know, last challenge, you know, and luckily with the podcast, I get to say as much as I want, but here I am getting into the only physical altercation on, uh, on the dirty 30, you know what I mean? So it's like, I just, you never know what they're, what they're going to come up with. And it's, it's kind of exciting in a way. I love the way you played dirty 30 though. I thought you played it with such, um, elegance and, you know, like the old school style of just working hard and doing, playing the game really well. I was impressed by you. And playing fair, it seemed like you were pretty fair. You know, you, you, I tried to play the, the cleanest in in, in, a, yeah, in a dirty clean. game, but but I mean, as you guys know, as you guys know, and we talked a little bit about this earlier um, in the spirit of the game. It's like if you're making it to the end, um, you, you know, your your hands are getting dirty one way or another. Um, one way or another, you know what's going on. One way or another. Um, you you play a role in eliminating everybody from that game, whether you do it intentionally or with your hands or not. Yeah, there, there's no avoiding making somebody mad. Yeah, and you can't you can't just like like the moves are being made. Yeah, you try to you know stay away from it, but like there's no avoiding uh, there's no avoiding the bomb. You know what I mean? You're you're in there one way or another it's there's explosions all the time and yeah just luckily for me you know I, I i did i tried to play it as as straight up as i could and eventually um eventually i went up against johnny and had to take out the guy that i was essentially looking out for for a bit you know what i mean right that's scary. Yeah, that guy needs all the help he can get yeah. <laughs> he's fine <laughs> he's fine let's uh 
Let's get to some of these Twitter questions because speaking of explosions, our fans are going to explode. They came with the heat. Uh, our fans continue to, or our listeners, I should say, we're not not quite sure if they're all fans of us, but you know, they, they continue to impress us with just better and better questions every time. And what I really loved about the ones they submitted for you guys were their ver- their bigger picture. And that might be because neither of you guys have participated recently, so there's not too many like, how do you feel about Kayla? Isn't she a B word? You know, there's not a lot of that, but. There's also, you know, th- these are really, really important issues that they touch on and they kind of bring it together with a challenge context. So um, th- this was a really good one from Joe. It says um, the challenge is having a, or it seems like the challenge is having a renaissance. How much of a role do you think social media has has played in that? And a follow up is which players in your era would have benefited or most thrived in the social media era of today if it had been around 10, 15 years ago when it wasn't necessarily as prominent? Hmm. Is is that is that question from Joe, the girl that quit on the on on the gauntlet too with us, yeah. Susie? Oh my god, uh, I blocked that out. That is crazy, right? That was one of my favorite quits. <laughs> she called the police. Yeah, that was my favorite quit ever. And you know what? She's probably the sanest one out there. Yeah, she was like, she's I was like, kidnapped. This shit is bonkers. I'm out. <laughs> I should have been like, yeah, they kidnapped me too. I'm coming with you. Yeah. <laughs> she was totally like so chill and then all of a sudden just like out of nowhere she was like I'm calling the police. I'm I'm in, I'm in Trinidad and Tobago first of all, filming a TV show and I'm going to call the police on the on the cameras that are filming me that I just signed up for. And she like, said that she what? was being held against her will. I love that so much. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. It was so crazy. I anyway, think that's yeah. a good question, though. And, mm-hmm. I mean, social media is such an important part of the, the dynamics. Now, I was reading that Rolling Stone article about the challenge where they interviewed John Murray and Julie Peasy, and they basically acknowledged that and how the show really thrives based on that type of um, constant tension amongst the cast. I think Evan would have been good on social media back in the day. He's not really on there too much now. Yeah, no, yeah. Evan's out, Evan's way out of the game and yeah. married and stuff like that. But like both of you guys, you guys are both married now, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. What's well, it's funny? There's like a wave of cast members. Like even like, look, I'm the co-host of Challenge Mania. I talk about this show at least twice a week. Uh, and like I watched all of these episodes, yet my brain has decided to repopulate itself with you know other faces and names and whatnot. So sometimes a name will come up. And, and, and I'll, I'll Google them and I'll be like, oh, I, I remember that person, but they're just – they vanished from my life. And I wonder if that's because their entire career existed before social Absolutely. media. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? They don't have that footprint. Yeah, and it's Absolutely. lucky for, for a lot of them because then they can, if they want to, just move on and be live their own life separately. By the way, can I just say that, that the rivalry that's being played out on Vendettas with um, Brad and Tony – that to me was is evidence of what you're talking about because Brad really wanted to come back and he was sort of doing a bit of a campaign to get back on the show after his divorce and it seemed to me as just an outsider that that tweet to Tony was intentional to create a rivalry that wouldn't otherwise exist and it worked. Yeah, he basically revealed that on our show, uh, basically without saying it. I don't know. It might be giving him too much credit to see that it would have played out as well that it did. But he definitely mentioned that he was, you know, he was sort of looking out on social media for opportunities to kind of chime in yeah. and do so in a similar fashion that he did, and it worked. Yeah, man. So yes. I mean, if people want to get back on the show, they can definitely use social media to do that. 
Yeah, come on Challenge Mania, talk crap about somebody, and you can be on the next uh, Champs versus Stars instead of D. <laughs> Here's what's really cool. The show, it can be such a blessing. I got a husband that was my sound guy on the ruins and, and a child as a result and money for school. That's so awesome. But there's also some bad stuff. So I like to talk about both things so that people have a broader and more nuanced understanding of the media that they're consuming. And I think that's pretty cool. No, I, I, I get it. Now, so that, I, I think that's awesome too. But like, so did you get in trouble for that? Does he? <laughs> My husband? Yeah, yeah, walk us through that whole thing. The way that the this is a similar story is. to before. I mean, this is like the other side of the coin of like, <laughs> you know, she had such an interesting story getting on the show, trying to find love. And then she actually found it. But in a way that, like, as you mentioned, isn't really even supposed to be allowed. So I'd love to hear that. I mean, the cast is kind of um, off the hook. We are allowed to talk to the crew technically, but they're not supposed to respond um, and as you guys know, you develop relationships with them over time, especially the producers who are on several seasons, and you just start to know them as real people. Um, my husband was in the Thailand show, but he's British. He was working, though, as a local because he was living in Thailand. So he didn't really have that same level of, you know, pressure to not ever speak to me because he wasn't like a Buna Murray or MTV employee. He was just a local sound guy. So I harassed him the whole shoot, and he didn't answer, and he's just real uh, gentlemanly. And then at the rap party, where many things have occurred over the years, um, I was just like, let's do this. And he said, yeah, and then moved to the United States, and the rest is history. It's like the ultimate game of hard to get, but also with like kind of a underlining reason to be doing so. Like you're just hitting on him the whole time. He's like flat out ignoring you, which yeah. like in a bar, you'd be like, all right, I should give up. But there was always that glimmer of hope that maybe he was doing it for legal obligation. Yeah. And actually now it makes me feel good because he still works on set. So I know that he's a gentleman and that was when he was single. So I'm, I'm comforted by that. Um, all right, let's, you know, we, we, we did get kind of serious there, like I said. Let me get to some questions. Yeah, let's that get I think, fun, man. Let's get fun. Uh, I love this question because I refer to who I'm at, uh, as this, so I'm guilty of this. What do you guys think of people calling Johnny B, as she says, a marketing genius? That's from Julie. Well, he is. Yeah. That's it? Yeah. That's all, that's it. I, I that's mean, all we that's, get. No, I think, I, I think he absolutely... I think he does a really good job marketing himself. I don't think that it's something like I wouldn't want to market myself as uh, there's not really a longevity on it, but if you're going to really like take advantage of your time and your space and your moment in the spotlight, I mean, heck, nobody's done it more better than Johnny except, you know, yeah. maybe us. There's no denying, <laughs> there's no denying that he has done a magnificent job creating the, his persona and uh, a brand for himself. It is not a brand that I find appealing or um, uh, something that I would... (laughs) Get it? Pun intended. It's a banana pun. But, uh, you know, you can't got to give credit where credit's due. Right. I don't drink Mountain Dew, but I get that it's a thing. Exactly. Right. Right. 
Um, Eric, Eric has a nice follow-up, though, that I think comes into play nicely here, which is, do you guys think Johnny runs the challenges? And, and I mean that sort of more from a behind-the-scenes standpoint because he is so good at the marketing and he is the sort of the guy you want to put on The Tonight Show and he is out there doing all the extra press and stuff like that and he has branded himself so well. Do you feel like there's – is there anything unfair about sort of the extra calls he might get to be on the show and the way he's sort of treated as the, the flagship competitor of what is supposed to be kind of an even playing field? I bet we have the same answer. I just wish there was a female equivalent that they would raise yeah, up. Yeah, thank you. Um, cue the music, no ladies and gentlemen. Cue the music. <laughs> hold on, hold on, on, hold on. This show, on this show, Cara Maria <laughs> is very clearly the version of that because not only does she have a, a, a way more vocal fan base than Johnny Bananas, if we even mention her, we get 50 tweets about how we didn't use enough positive adjectives. But also, you guys have been watching Vicettas. She's popping up during commercials and giving us trivia polls in the middle of challenges. That is so exciting. And I think she was on the billboard this time around. Thank Christ they put a gal on the billboard. I love that. Yeah, yeah she's a monster. I, I saw her... Yeah, I saw actually. I saw a post today of uh, her doing some uh, of her doing a workout video, which was very, very impressive. Um, so shout out to Cara Marie and and uh, all her fans that uh, that are gonna be really nice to us about this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we support Cara Maria, and we hope that yeah. they keep making it so that there's a gal and a guy that they can use as their mascots. Hold on, let me flip it on you guys here. Mm-hmm. But what I don't like is a man. Okay, is that that Johnny and Carl are staring at each other like the vendetta is there between them. And I understand that that is a little bit of the storyline. I just don't like when it's, you know, like male on female, like, mm. you know, distaste. Like, I just don't like that personally. You know what I mean? That's just me. Um, and in and, and, and the Emily podcast, I kind of touched on that. Like, like some of these guys, like in reality TV in general, that like just love going at girls in like this, like hatred filled, angry fashion. And like that, that's kind of like, I get it. Yeah. You got the guy and the girl on the billboard, but just, just kind of throwing that idea out there. So you didn't like the visual of it being like a stare down between a man and a woman. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that. Maybe they, yeah, they could have done like a a girl one and a guy one. That would have been cool too. Like two separate billboards. Yeah. yeah, That's cool. I like that. Yeah. Like, uh, like maybe like a Carl versus Kayla, you know what I mean? For sure. Um, yeah, what what of uh, yeah? I think uh, this is a good segue. You mentioned Kayla. I touched on her earlier. Amber wants to know which of the new kids you guys think you two would bond with if you were to come back to the show. Hold on. Oh, do you Corey think that? Do you think? Sure. Hold on. Do you think they took the Corey the the Corey one down and put the Carl one up because he got eliminated it so fast? Ooh, maybe. I don't know. No, I don't think if they had the foresight to do that, they edited this thing nine months ago. If they had the foresight to do that, they would have never put Corey up to begin with. Dude, I'm totally joking. I just took a shot. Jeez, guys. Yeah, but what you did do, you stepped on a great joke by Sarah. Sarah, I'll ask you guys again, which new kids do you think you would bond with if you were to come back uh, to the show? Oh, it's not a joke. It's like all for real. Tori. Oh, I thought you said Corey. Oh, no, that would have been great. No, that Oh, you said Tori. I thought you said Corey. <laughs> that would have been a good joke. That I can't. Been, you know I, what it is? I, I redact my previous statement. Corey. I can't hear you because you're doing this on a walkie. Oh, my God. Are you in the jungle right now, Sarah? Well, actually, I'm in your driveway. So... <laughs> Come in. Wait, go inside. You guys have, like, perfect audio connection inside, and you're in the driveway. Okay. Yeah, you cool. Know, Why don't you well, go inside? I don't know how it works. 
In the meantime, I I will say I love Kayla, and I don't know what the big deal is why everyone doesn't like her because I find her to be so charming and really impressive. Listen uh, to Sarah. Like she doesn't even turn her phone off. She's so great. It sounds like she's breaking in. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, the door is open. The door is open. Mute your phone. This is hilarious. This is what I go through every week, people. Do you understand now? Yeah, but we're leaving this in. This is good stuff. This is uh, (laughs) people like this stuff. Yeah, I uh, mean, you guys have editing abilities. I mean, come on. Oh my god! Wow, look at that reality star. Now it sounds perfect. I gotta like, yeah, and but I only got one percent batteries. My freaking thing's gonna die. And Susie's like, what the hell? I got you a Mophie for Christmas. Why aren't you using it? And I'm going to say, because I can't plug it in at the same time as my headset. Isn't that the so, worst thing in the world? That the Apple worst. Who invented that? that? Oh That's God. to try to get me to buy those stupid AirPods. But Sarah, I'll hang on to your phone. Okay, bye. <laughs> All right. How Just, do we sound? You adorable. look lovely, Susie. You look like spring. <laughs> You guys sound great. This is the brain brain candy professionalism that we uh, we knew we'd be getting. Nothing but the grown to expect. Yeah. No, you guys have awesome. I mean, you guys. I mean, I'm clearly you guys do them in person together. We sometimes we eat a little bit of shit for our audio quality, and I want to tell them I'm like we're doing this remotely from New York slash West Virginia slash wherever the f the other guests are. Yeah. So it's brutal. a little different from like two people sitting in a studio together. People are like, why can I listen to Brain Candy on 11.5, but Challenge Mania I have to bump it up to 19? I'm like, why are you driving a Mazda? I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> I really the, feel like the, the OCD in me is like, oh, why would they set it at such odd numbers? Derek says he feels the mood just changed. See, you're feeling the chemistry. This is how it works can, over here. Can you guys go get us some wine? <laughs> My God, if we don't drink it all first. I, I left a whole bunch for you in the car, Thank which is you. really annoying. Not in my car, but at home. Yeah, if you pledge money to their Patreon, you get a brain candy wine glass. Am I correct in saying that? Oh, we do have we that do in have the merch. Some. Yes, yeah. we do. Yeah, you guys are See, you guys are pod, you guys are podcast. Uh, you know, you guys are what, what, at the forefront of the uh, the challenge podcasting enterprise here. Mm-hmm. Han, should we synchronize? Say a word, some words together. Hi. Like at the same time. How One, do you do that? Two, yeah, hello, three. hello, hello. Just like a little bit of talking in between each other, like this, nice and soothing. Hi, meow meow. Hi. Love like you. This. I love you. <laughs> Hi, Derek. You. They sound good, man. They do. <laughs> Oh my god, we should, yeah. I should insta story this I, right I, I, Adam got me as I was coming in with my bag and trying to... Wait, we should tell some juice. Do you guys want any tea? What do you want? Oh yeah. Wait, first and foremost, can you explain to me the how the term tea came to fruition? Oh my god. I oh, hate man. that word. You I know? Word. Yeah, no tea. It should be like... Destruction. Yeah, because that's subtle. <laughs> yeah, that's people. Subtle. What what is the origin of tea, Suze? I think that it came from that Kermit the Frog meme where he's sipping tea, oh. and where he says, "That's none of my business." That's why there's usually like a oh. frog emoji and then a tea emoji. Oh, that oh. makes sense. But then yeah. people, I remember people were saying it. Naya was saying it all the time on the X's two, and I I had to at the time it was brand new when this term had just come out or you know showed up in normal everyday talk and i had to figure out what it meant i remember them saying it and me being like what the heck is that new word yeah pretend like you know sarah pretend like you're cool with the new kids yeah 
And I, I totally was thing. like, yeah, tea. Mm. Add it. Oh. One lump or two. <laughs> yeah, I felt like such a loser. I tried to, yeah, I kept like, people kept tweeting it at me and tweeting it at me. And I was like, I, I thought I figured it out by a context clues. Like I knew it meant like context gossip clues, or something yes. like that. And so I threw it out there in a tweet and immediately some guy was like, oh no, not you two with the T. And I felt like, I felt like in Mean Girls where they're like, stop trying to make fetch happen. Yeah. I felt like that. It was really, it was really awful. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, cut it Never out, again. Scott. Dude, listen, Scott, dude, you got to stop it, dude. I don't know what's happening to you, but we're challenge mania, bro. Uh-oh. Yeah, no more tea. No more tea. Destruction. Yeah, unless yeah. it's magic. Challenge beef. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> yeah, dude. You guys got it. What do you want to know? You we'll go. tell but you yes. anything. Yeah. Speaking of, yeah, so exactly. We're not going to call it tea, but <clears throat> if you wanted to bring us, you know, something British people drink during the afternoon, uh, that'd be nice. All right. Do you have any, like... Like holes in your gossip chain that we mm, can fill in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yes, I mean yes, pretty much. I okay. mean, what do you got? Holes in our gossip chain. Wow, that I don't even know what you mean by that, but I know I want it. So, like, you know, <laughs> you hear a story and you're like, I think that Corey had this history with this person, but we don't know. And some people think this, and other people think that. What's the truth? Oh my god! Wow, like I feel like I just—you know what it is? Like I feel like I just like figured out where my parents were hiding the Christmas presents, and I found all of them, and I don't know what to open first. <laughs> um, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is Challenge Mania, not The Bachelor. What the fuck? All right. Well, what do you want to know? You tell us. We're here to meet your did, needs. Did you already okay. crack the wine? No, it's all not right. even yeah. noon over here. We still have nine <laughs> minutes. For goodness Bless sakes. It. Listen, that's listen. what's I, that's what's where the time difference is. It's like I'll text people. I forget what time it is. Where I'll be like, "Are oh, you ready to go?" They'll be like, oh, "I'm at happy hour." I'm like, "Really? It's time for that?" Oh yeah, whoops, you know. So, but somehow, what. anytime I text Shane, he's drunk. No matter what time it is yeah, on any funny. coast, he's like, "You're talking to drunk <laughs> Shane." <I'm> like, <laughs> well, we do our live Q and A's um, on Tuesdays, and so let's see. That's at three our time Pacific, and we will definitely be drinking wine yeah. today for yeah. sure. All right. Awesome. All right, how about this? Tell us, tell us some people that you think, and feel free to leave some out. I'm not asking about anybody in particular. I just want to know, are there people who are uh, not called for the challenge going forward for various reasons that might not be necessarily common knowledge? There's some we all kind of know about, but, you know, some interesting ones. Hmm, that is a good question. People that might not be called for challenges because of, like, their past actions, is that it? Especially ones that, like, really want in and are, like, oh, on that doorstep. Don't like every I don't think Nia's complete. ever go- coming back. Why? I think that they... I think she was difficult to work with, from mm-hmm. what I heard. And then, you know, she crossed the line with the assault on Jordan. Oh, my God. You know? And so... This took yeah, a dark turn real I fast. I think they, they, <laughs> she got kicked off, and so I don't think she's one we're going to see back. Um... Anybody who just sucks, who they're just like they decided are bad TV oh. and they just won't tell them. You know, tell them here's the thing: up. is oh, you know who was who was bad TV and they never brought on to do anything was Scott Herman from my show. Mm-hmm. They were like, no, he's so buff and he's so fit and he could probably just crush these challenges, but he's like wallpaper. But I oh, love I totally him. Remember he's an amazing guy. human being who is like crushing life and is the most motivated dude I've ever met. But didn't make for good television because he's the most motivated person like and 
you know, wakes up at 5 a.m. and goes to bed at 10 o'clock and eats the same three meals every single day. You know, I don't yeah. know why they're not bringing Mark Long back. I mean... You know who did bring Mark Long back? Challenge Mania. <laughs> yes, oh. and I'm glad because he deserves it. I love that guy. He's been what rumored. Do you guys know any of this? I mean, actually, it'll probably be actually running by that now, so it won't make any sense. So I might cut this, but you know, a lot of rumors about this challenge crossover with Big Brother, and his name's been in the rumbling. I don't know if it's because he put it out there, but right. um, well, have you guys heard any of that about what's going on with that whole challenge slash Big Brother crossover, and who's been rumored to be a part of it? And we'll know by now if they were. Yeah, I mean, that's what we heard that mm-hmm. Mark Long was being considered for Celebrity Big Brother, and we were really hoping for that because obviously. John Johnny would have normally been the favorite, but we kind of are on team Mark Long because he's like the OG. So fingers crossed. Yeah, man. Someone actually asked the question that I will, uh, I'll ask Josh says, which challenger and I, besides Mark Long, obviously, because we already touched on that, which challengers do you think are the, are interesting enough to be on celebrity big brother? I don't even know if that's the right way to frame the question because do you have to be more or less interesting to be on big brother? But uh, Mm -hmm. who would you guys think would do well? I think Coral would do amazing. Great. Choice. I mean, why isn't Coral? She's the best. Yeah, why isn't Coral back? Is it because she's a mama? I don't know, but I would vote for her all day, every day. Yeah, she's fantastic. Do you think. Yeah, yeah, right, so TV. there's a follow up to. Because a lot of people want Coral back, a lot of people want Mark Long back, and then they do, you know, it, recently they have been, you know, they, they bring Darrell back, they brought Derek back, uh, and, and they're starting to kind of reintegrate some of the older favorites, but they're, they're, they have sort of hit a point where it's like, you kind of look at the calendar and you're like, ah, oh, maybe I think like that Derek Durrell, that's the cutoff point. Like, I think you're touching on Coral, Mark Long. We would love it if they'd go back even a generation further. Do you think there's an unwritten cutoff point that they wouldn't go older then? No, no, because John Murray just said it in the Rolling Stones interview. He's excited that he's ex- when he heard Mark Long's name, he's he sounded like he's excited about it. There is no cutoff. Anything can happen. That's coming from John Murray from Buna Murray's mouth. Absolutely. That guy just sees green. He wants money. Yeah. So if you're 90 years old and yeah. you can make that guy money, he'll put you on the yeah. damn show. Yeah, I think it's rec- uh, um, rec- rec- Yes, but there's another word. Um, something ability. Uh, uh, Marketability? Yeah, that too. But basically, Relevancy? if you've seen them before, if you've if if they're like a repeat character, yeah, yeah. like yeah, recognition yeah. that's happened, that you know they've been on enough episodes. The reason why we all love Mark Long from back in that generation is because he's also been on ones you know recent. Well, yeah. just I, I feel like just like I I may have like a thirty year old fan base. You know what I mean? Like people yeah, that come yeah, back yeah. and just watch just because you know they they root for you know this guy or this team or whatever. I think he's got that. You know, he's got that next generation. I don't know how old he is now, but um, yeah, this is going to sound really stupid because his interview is coming up first. Um, but yeah, how old is he again? I think he's 46. He looks great. Oh, yeah. Wow. 46. Oh, my gosh. He looks amazing. Let me look it up for sure, just so I don't throw in some shade unintentionally. Mark Long. If he's anything over 38, he looks amazing. Hold on one second. He's born in 71. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Whatever that guy drinks and eats for breakfast is what we should all be drinking and eating for breakfast. Um, now, let me ask you guys. I mean, both of you guys were on the older formatted shows uh, that no longer exist, at, at least in what the form we knew them as. They still do occasionally like a real world go big or go you know, F your ex or something, whatever. But they don't do just like straight up real world Brooklyn anymore. They don't do road rules anymore. I've heard rumblings is going to come back. But 
Do you think as a climate and as reality TV viewers, do, do we really want those anymore? Do you think they could work? Do you think the way that the challenge is kind of using all these sh other shows that exist as a feeder system and not really attempting to bring those back is the way to go? How would you book this if you were in the Buna Murray uh, producers or writers room? Well, if you think about the way that TV has been produced the last few years where reboots have become very marketable with Fuller House and Roseanne and a bunch of other shows, I think it makes sense that people are feeling a need to be comforted, they like nostalgia, and that I, I'm all for bringing road rules back. I mm -hmm. think that that kind of storytelling would be great right now. So that's my opinion, but I don't know if it's too far gone or not. Yeah. I feel like traveling in general has changed so much. Like, you know, it's like, you know, remember you used to like print directions on MapQuest. And this and that. The idea of a road trip is so much different now, you know? True. Yeah. But it could be a cool show to just strip everybody of those normal comforts and then put them on a road trip and be like, well, you actually have to use a map mm. and no cell phones. And you have to talk to locals if you get lost. And if you get a flat tire, you can't just call AAA. Mm -hmm. You have to change it yourself and or ask somebody on the side of the road for help. That could be cool. You just threw, like, four challenges in, like, one sentence. Right, the whole season. See, Buna Murray, look, call me. I got, I got stuff for you. <laughs> call me, I got you. How would you describe your relationship with, with the old mothership over there these days? Good. I mean, I, I haven't – they still call and ask if, we, you know, I can do shows and stuff. And, you know, that's really – I think it's the same as, like, other people. Yeah, and she's got yeah. the new Road Rules revamp ready to go. Yeah, she's got the script. Go. I want a producer, <laughs> producer cred. The answers, you answered Liz's question. She wanted to know. She said she read a rumor on Twitter last year that you were banned <laughs> for breaking your contract. So that's obviously not true, Liz. So we'll go ahead and uh, cross that one off. Mm -mm. Um, here's a good one. Gwen wants to know, Sarah, do you think Johnny Bananas is cursed since he stole that money from you? He did win the Champs versus Stars, but that's not necessarily the same thing. Hmm. He put a big old target on his back. I know that. Yeah. And so that makes it harder for him to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like he made the bed. Now he's got a lie in it. You know, he did that action, and now everybody's going to know, okay, well, even if he pretends to be friends with me, he's probably going to take all my money in the end. And it's what fine. I say if you're, a, if you're a male with Johnny and on Johnny's team, don't worry. But if you're a female and you're Johnny's partner, look out. You guys watch uh, Vendettas, you know, they're, this one, they're, they're really, I think I personally like the little, you know, kind of formatting twists and the grenades and the, the Inquisition, you know, I like it. Um, how do you feel about those twists as viewers? And also, I don't know if you guys sort of see how you would handle them or, or you know, compare them to the, the versions of the challenges you took part in and how that kind of, whether it evens or unevens the playing field when you look at the experiences or not. But um, do you think that they kind of overthink it at times? Do they make it too complicated? Is sending people to a redemption house and bringing them back and having these things last eight months? I mean, is that too much? Where's the, where's the sweet spot in there? I'm kind of loving Vendettas. Me too. I love it. I lo I'm yeah. like, as a viewer, I'm like, bring on the twists. Yeah, it's. I think it's really good. Yeah. Sometimes it yeah. does feel like too much. Like, oh, there's a, nobody ever goes home. There's so many people. Right, 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 right. Like on um, Dirty Thirty, it felt like that. But I don't yeah. know. I'm loving Vendettas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm just. I'm. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that there's not any sort of a like now they come back twist, which I don't think they are. There is because they've they've revealed so many twists already. They've already alluded to the fact that Derek and Darrell and these guys are coming in to do something. We don't know what. So hopefully that means that there's no Exile Island or anything like that coming into play because I mean just the length of Dirty Thirty like you said it felt like it never ended even though it was good stuff um 
you know, what do you think about the, the the change in the format of putting the elimination now at the beginning of the next episode and kind of having this anticlimactic cliffhanger every week? Do, do, do you prefer it went back to the old format? Yeah. Yeah. I hate old that. Old format. I hate that. I like closure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, 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 I for some Speaking reason. Speaking of just, closure. Like, <laughs> yeah. And ending on a, ending on, ending on some sort of a something happening and not like, I don't know, Devin winking or whatever that was. Yeah. <laughs> right. Something like that. That's funny. And unfortunately, this has to come to an end because we have another interview with uh, Michelle, the UFC fighter. Mm-hmm. No yes. way. We had her on. She's great. Yeah. Do, do us a favor and ask her how it's coming setting up the Derek Kaczynski versus Donald Cowboy Cerrone dog toy battle. She will know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. We <laughs> will do. So thanks for coming on. Let's definitely make it a regular thing. This was awesome. And uh, Dee, you got anything else before we let him go? Yeah, no, I was wondering why we were running 30 minutes late, but I now I got I know where your head's at. Well, you guys this, need to come should, on Brain Candy next, okay? We should call it oh, Jägermeister. We'd love that. Yay! Yeah! Oh my god, that's so funny. I love that. Okay, feel free to call the episode that. That's hilarious. All right, you guys, I'll give you guys credit. You guys, we told you guys that you guys book our show. You let us know who you want to have on the show. Hashtag challenge accepted. If we get enough people who say that, we'll bring them on. And a lot of you guys wanted Susie, wanted Sarah, wanted the brain candy invasion. And D, correct me if I'm wrong, but it lived up to the hype. A slugfest, to say the least. Uh, we're definitely going to have to come back and do a part two. Uh, battle. We'll call it a battle of the sexes three challenge style. Uh, team Jägermeister of Susie and Scott versus uh, the sushi roll of Kaczynski Rice. Yeah, you know, they're two really, really smart, articulate, obviously. I mean, they have accolades not only in the challenge world, but PhDs and whatnot outside of it. Really smart, well-spoken girls who put a lot of thought into this stuff. And look, Dee and I are out here putting a certain level of thought into this stuff. And Dee's experienced it. I've experienced a lot of hours on my couch watching it. But to hear it from their perspective, because they look at it from having been there, uh, been on the challenges. They also look at it from a very, you know, socio-relevant point of view as well. And uh, these conversations we had on the show were, were next level. I'm going to go ahead and say it, man. I love our, our past guests. I love a lot of the challenge favorites we've had on the show. But talking to Susie and Sarah is a different level of intuition when it comes to these things and these issues. And a lot of the stuff that, look, we, we got pretty serious there uh, a time or two. A lot of these issues are bigger than the challenge now more than ever. So it was a pleasure to have both of them on to discuss all of that. I'm just saying we're rocking and rolling with people that got PhDs. Yeah, what we, we are rocking. I think by so I don't know how PhDs work, but I think if you have someone with a PhD on your podcast enough times, you then get a PhD. I don't know. Google it. I think that's true. That's 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 what should happen. I do know. I do know though that if you go to the impact.com slash mania. You get 15% off your entire order if you use the code MANIA. So that's what I do know. Uh, that's for sure. I do know if you go to Philly on February 24th, Howl at the Moon, there is a challenge throwdown for the cause. You can hang out with D, get a photo, get a challenge sticker. I know all that. I don't know if you get the PhD by having someone with a PhD on your podcast, but TBD for now, to be determined. I love it. I love the, balance, the balancing act you just <laughs> threw at us. <clears throat> it was so awesome. We got the MPAC, we got the PhD, and then we got Challenge Mania just like all over the place. What you gonna do, brother? What you gonna do? 
When Keep following us on Twitter. That's what they got to do. They got to follow <laughs> Derek MTV. They got to follow Shadi Yeager. Our next up, our next episode, our last episode here for this little kind of a uh, atypical schedule, if you will, is going to be an Ask D Anything. Maybe we'll bring on some surprises, but that'll be coming at you on the 13th of February. And then back for our triumphant return on February 20th. You're not going to know who the guest is. It'll be announced right before, but we're back with two a week, just as planned. Thank you for bearing with us while I got to take this uh, multi-week excursion here. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate all the support, as does D, as does Sarah, as does Susie. Remember to follow them at Susie Meister, at I am Sarah Rice, and at Brain Candy Pod. You can find them at braincandypodcast.com. They also have a patreon.com slash braincandy. That's where all their challenge content is. And once again, guys, if you're not rocking an MPAC right now, you know, I I don't know what your story is. Even if you're rocking it on the couch, even if you keep snacks in there while you're watching Vendettas, it's a good place to put snacks. Yo, come see us February 24th in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. All your favorites are going to be there. Challengethrowdown.com to get tickets. Challengethrowdown.com. Scott, hit the music. With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details.